Hello, friend. Welcome back to the Wayfarer Podcast. I'm Tom Vanderwell. Thanks so much for joining me again today on this chapter day journey as we begin another year. We've been counting down the top 15 chapter day posts since I began this journey blogging back in 2006. Today, it's number four from Zechariah chapter 12 that was originally published on January 18th, 2018. It was verse 10 of Zechariah 12 that I pulled out that day. It says, And I will pour out on the house of David and the inhabitants of Jerusalem a spirit of grace and supplication. They will look on me, the one they have pierced, and they will mourn for me as one who mourns for an only child, and grieve bitterly for him as one grieves for a firstborn son. Today's podcast is entitled, I See, Said the Blind Man. Have you ever noticed that people have favorite sayings? My grandma Vanderwell, when struck by a realization, would always say, I see, said the blind man when he picked up his hammer and saw. Wendy's grandfather used the same phrase, though he had a different twist on it. I see, said the blind man to the deaf dog when he picked up his hammer and saw. Wendy and I have a friendly, ongoing feud about which of our grandparents was right. Now, if you regularly ask my dad how he is, you're likely to hear that he is busier than a cranberry merchant, a phrase that originally was a variation of busier than a cranberry merchant in autumn, because that's when cranberries are harvested. He might also tell you that he is slower than molasses in January. If you read this Jesus stories by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll find that Jesus also had a favorite phrase. And his favorite phrase was, he who has ears, let him hear. Which also occasionally included a variant of, let he who has eyes see. Jesus explained to his followers on different occasions that truths he spoke of God's kingdom were things that many, especially the most institutionally religious people, interestingly enough, didn't understand. Though they had ears, they didn't hear it. Though they had eyes, they didn't see it. They heard the words and saw Jesus' miracles, but they were deaf and blind to what he was really saying and doing. Jesus invited all those who listened to his stories and watched what he was doing to open their eyes and ears, the eyes and ears of their spirit, to see what he was really up to. In our journey through the prophetic writings of Zechariah, I've been noticing a pattern. There's a theme that's been coming across in the past few chapters. On the surface meaning of Zach's prophecies, he is addressing his people at his time of history in the circumstance he and they were experiencing. Buried in the words, however, there are little nuggets that don't seem to fit neatly in Zach's current circumstances but eerily preview key moments in Jesus' story, a story that would take place 500 years in the future. In chapter 9, Zechariah presents the king of the Jews as, quote, gentle, riding on a donkey, end quote, which aptly describes Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem the week before his death when the crowd shouted, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. In chapter 11, Zechariah prescribes the 
30 pieces of silver given to Judas to betray Jesus. Blood money Judas threw back to the chief priests and was used to buy a potter's field. In today's chapter, it happens again, just as the verses that I read at the top of the podcast describe the crucifixion scene of Jesus, who claimed himself to be God's one and only son, pierced by the Roman soldier's spear and mourned by his followers. It's an interesting pattern, isn't it? Just as God in creation buries fractal patterns in the seemingly random nature scenes we see around us all day long, So he buries patterns in the prophet's poetry and the patriarch's stories that point to the design of a much larger story that he's telling across time. The patterns don't appear on a cursory reading of the text any more than a cursory view of Jackson Pollock's drip painting reveal the eerily exact fractal patterns of nature that he somehow was able to achieve in his seemingly chaotic and messy painting. Yet, He who has eyes to see it does. This morning, I'm thinking about layers. Layers of meaning in prophecy. Layers of meaning in Jesus' words and actions. Layers of meaning and design that have been buried in creation, eventually revealing themselves through the perceptive eyes and ears and words and the work of artists and physicists and writers and philosophers. Now, I don't want to go through this earthly journey deaf and blind to the incredible things that God is doing all around me. I want the eyes and the ears of my spirit wide open, perceptive, receptive, so that I can understand and experience more and more of what God is doing in this divine dance that we call life. Then I can repeatedly honor Grandma Vanderwell (laughs) in my repeated realizations as I mutter, I see, said the blind man when he picked up his hammer and saw. But for right now, I just have to finish this post and get ready for my day. Because, you know, I'm busier than a cranberry merchant in autumn. Have a great day, my friend. We'll be back here tomorrow with Top Post number three.